With excessive worrying, your mind and body go into overdrive as you constantly focus on what might happen. See, we, we Filipinos, we always use the word, Ano na kayang mangyayari sa akin? If I will not do this, what will happen to me? So, in the midst of excessive worrying, you may suffer with High anxiety, according to the article. Even panic. How many of you have experienced being, you know, panicky? Panic. Uh, sometimes in Tagalog, we become panicky. Kuya <laughs> Sid understand the word. Panicky means bat. Yeah. And so even panic during waking hours. And many chronic warriors tell a feeling of sense of impending doom or unrealistic fears that only increase their worries. There is this ultra-sensitive to their environment and to the criticisms of others. Excessive warriors may see anything and anyone as a potential threat. Have you experienced this? Your neighbor is a threat to you? Your coworker, your boss, your husband, your wife, your children? They are a potential threat. Why? Because you are an excessive warrior. Yeah. Chronic worrying can affect your daily life so much that it may interfere your, with your appetite. It will interfere with your appetite. But you know what? I disagree with this article. Because we Southern Baptists, we don't lose our appetite. <laughs> Lifestyle habits. Relationships. That's why there is fighting, bickering. Why? Because a person worries a lot and it affects other person. We'll, we'll take a look at Mary and Martha and this is true. You see, this article is not even based on our passage, but they know uh, this is happening. You can't sleep and you cannot really perform your job well at work. That's why your boss said, you lazy. Why? Because you, you are not focused. You're thinking about many things. You, your, your, your mind is everywhere. Left, right, front, back. You don't know what to do. Why? Because you're worried. Many people who worry excessively are so anxiety-ridden that they seek relief in harmful lifestyle. What is this harmful lifestyles? Overeating. They eat a lot. Cigarette smoking. Now, I've heard many people, why do you smoke? Because I'm stressed. They said it's stress reliever. I'm worried about it. And so they smoke. Uh, using alcohol and worse, of course, drugs. And this is our uh, harmful lifestyle. Now, what is anxiety? Anxiety is a normal reaction to stress. And that's why our lesson last Sunday and today, they're connected. It's because there is anxiousness in your life, there is reaction to stress. You see, ongoing anxiety, though, may be the result of disorders such as generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, or social anxiety. Anxiety disorder are commonplace in U.S. Did you know that? It affects 40 million adults. That's a lot. 
Anxiety manifests itself in multiple ways, and it does not discriminate by age, gender, or even race. And so, these stressful events such as exam, test, or job interview, it can make anyone feel a bit anxious. And sometimes, a little worry or anxiety is helpful. You heard the word, a little anxiety. It's not excessive. It can help you get ready for an upcoming situation or event. For instance, if you're preparing for a job interview, a little worry or anxiety may push you to find more about the position. Then you can, of course, present yourself more professionally to the potential employer. Worrying about a test may help you study more and be more prepared on the test day. But excessive warriors react Quickly react intensely to these stressful situations or triggers. You know you are excessive warrior if you are in a situation or a problem that you make a decision abruptly without even thinking what will be the outcome or the you know, consequences of your action. Why? It's because an excessive warriors they quickly react. So even thinking about the situation can cause chronic warriors great distress and disability. You see, excessive worry or ongoing fear or anxiety is harmful when it becomes so irrational. See, that you can even focus on reality or think clearly. Is this true? Have you experienced this? You, you, you cannot really Focus on the reality. Why? Because when you make a decision, you just want the problem to just immediately. But you don't think about the consequences of it. And so when you don't think about the consequences of it, you make a big mistake about it. Why? Simply because you did not think clearly. People with high anxiety, they have difficulty shaking their worries. So when that happens, they may experience actual physical symptoms. So can excessive worry and anxiety cause a stress response? Oh yes, stress comes from the demands and pressure we experience each day. Isn't it? I identified three types of, of uh, sources of stress last week. From your job, from your work, at home, and also from within, that's yourself. But most of the time, of course, from your, uh, this, this, these two are really very prominent, at home and at job. Now, think about long lines of grocery store, rust, hour traffic, a phone ringing nonstop, or a chronic illness, or are all examples of things that can cause stress on a daily basis. You see, when worries and anxiety become excessive, chances are you will trigger the stress response. Two responses when you are stressed. Number one, the first is the perception of the challenge. You're being challenged. Number two is the automatic physiological reaction called the fight or flight. Quit or you continue. Fight or flight response that brings on a surge of adrenaline and sets your body 
on a red alert. Now, there are times when the fight or flight response protected the first people here in America. Why? Because in those days, uh, it's not like today, our modern society, it's different from those days. In those days, if they will not do the fight, because there's a lot of wild beasts when they started this country, uh, if, they, if, if they will not fight, then the animals, they will make them their meal. So they need to fight so that they will make them meal. It's vice versa. Fight or flight. Now, today we don't ordinarily encounter wild animals. Dangers still exist. What is that danger? They are in the form of demanding co-workers, a colicky baby, a baby who cries a lot, a dispute with a loved one. These are stressful today. When these things, your coworker or your boss demands so much to you, and you are only physically limited to do something, and they want you to finish the task, you get stressed. You get worried. Oh, if I will not finish this, this, this job today, Probably tomorrow I will be kicked out. You see, you're even thinking about being kicked out already. He just wants you to finish the job today. Why? Because you're worried. That's stress. Chronic worry and emotional stress can trigger a host of health problems. I will identify them with you. Number one, difficulty swallowing, according to the article. If you are experiencing excessive worries in life, there is this difficulty swallowing. Is this true to us? Here at Philom International Baptist Church? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dizziness. Dizziness. Dry mouth. Fast heartbeat. Even though you, don't, you are not in love. <laughs> Because you are worrying a lot. Fatigue. Headaches. Inability to concentrate. This is true. Why? Because when you worry a lot, you think about so many things. You can't you can focus. Uh, this one is true. Irritability. You are irri irritable. You know, your husband, your wife, hand. Just like a, you're, you're just like a hen, you know, sitting on an egg, waiting to hatch. You know, when you approach that hen sitting, and then you, you approach it, and the, the hen says, <laughs> Irritability. I know that because when I was a kid, I had this hen. Even though, you know, it's my pet, when she's sitting, I can, you know, you know touch. Irritability, muscle aches, muscle tension. Nausea. Uh, you're not even pregnant. You're, you're having this nausea. <laughs> Nervous energy. Rapid breathing. Shortness of breath. Sweating. Trembling and twitching. Uh, uh, there is the suppression of the immune system. The digestive disorders. When you're, when you're you know, digestive, when you're having a digestive disorder, you, you go a lot. 
<laughs> inside the bathroom. Uh, muscle tension, short-term memory loss. <laughs> I think I'm going here too. <laughs> Premature coronary artery disease. And the worst thing is heart attack. You see, if excessive worrying and high anxiety go untreated according to the article, they can lead to depression and even to what we call suicidal thoughts. Now, we'll go to the passage that we just read. In Luke chapter 10, this is a story about Mary and Martha. And most of you are familiar with this story. And in verse 38, the passage says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. I want you to carefully look at these uh, verses. Okay? And so this scenario is about two sisters. And they welcome our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? Me personally, if Jesus Christ will visit me, I will be excited. And so here, there is an excitement. Why? Because Jesus in those days, of course, he was popular. They heard about him doing miracles, raising people from the dead. But the sister, one sister, just sat down and listening to Jesus. And so they are in the room sitting and listening as the Lord is telling her about where he's been, doing miracles and also doing great things that are happening. While Martha, I want you now to, to use your imagination, Martha is in the kitchen preparing a meal for the Lord. Not, nothing wrong about preparing meal. But what she's doing is moving pots and pans. Taking the knife, cutting probably onions or whatever she's preparing, and she's busy. So once in a while, she glances over her shoulder and sees, she sees Mary doing what? Nothing. Sitting down. And so one of the things, listen, did you know that one of the things that make uptight people more uptight is looking over their shoulder, seeing other people absolutely doing nothing? You see, when you see your, 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 your household, your sister, your daughter, you know, just sitting down, and you busy, they're just watching TV, playing those video games, and you're here, you know, there's no problem if they are just sitting reading the Bible. For me, that's okay. But most of the time, they're just watching. Flipping channels. <laughs> Look at verse 40. But Martha, I want you to follow carefully, okay, was distracted with what? Much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? And therefore, tell her to help me. Huh. Do you relate? <laughs> Martha, like many of us, we allow the anxiety to reach a breaking point. 
And so, we'll take a look at her reaction, Martha's reaction. Number one, she assumed that Jesus did not care. It's very clear in this passage. See, Lord, do you not care? In other words, he's saying, Lord, I have been here in the kitchen now for 30 minutes, and you have been talking to Mary, and neither of you even looked in the kitchen to see what I was doing. I'm busy here, and you two just sitting down. You didn't even, you know, help me cut the onions or peel the tomatoes. You don't even act like you care what I'm doing. And Martha said, don't you care? See, when we worry a lot, we think God don't care about you. Why? Because your focus is not anymore in the Lord. Your focus is on your situation. Rather than we focus on the Lord. And so when we take away our, our, our focus on Jesus. That's what happened. We think, Lord, you don't care. Number two, she blamed Mary for being irresponsible. She said, my sister has left me to do all the work by myself. I did use the good news translation because there is the word all. Same thing with, he did, he, she, she allowed me to do by myself. And, and in, in, in good news translation, my sister has left me to do all by myself. She stretched the word all. So she's going to let me do all the serving alone, all by myself. I didn't, I didn't know that that song was already composed in those days. All by myself. All by myself. It's true. Now listen. A person full of stress is always blaming someone else. She point her finger out and say, Look, she's letting me do all the work by myself. So she blamed Mary for being irresponsible. Number three, the third reaction. She tried to work things out her way, verse 41. And that's us. Same thing with Martha. You see, we, we not only have stress, but we have a plan to put everybody else under stress with us. Have you noticed that? When you are under stress, when you, are, when you worry a lot, you want others to worry a lot too. To feel the stress in your life too. If I am going to mess around in that kitchen and worry and scary and be bothered and get uptight, the least I can do is to get Mary's in life worrying and scurrying uptight too. See, Jesus tells her, Help me. Tell her to help me. Lord, make her miserable too. That's what she's basically trying to say. Look at my sister. She's just sitting. Tell her to help me. Make her miserable too. 
and help me. The Lord answered Martha in verse 41. And, and this is what the Lord said. Martha, Martha. I don't know if that's how the Lord Jesus said that one. But he said, he said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled over so many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Now, see, she's worried about, the question is this, what she's worried about? I, I want you to think about the situation. What, what is he worried about? She, she, she's worried about pots and pans. And the temperature of the oven and how much time she'd been cooking. But Jesus Christ said, but only a few things are necessary. Is that the Lord's word said? No. He, he said, but only one thing. Not a few things, just one. Talking about getting your priorities straight, my dear friends and brothers in the Lord. The reason why we are worried about in life again, it's because we think so much about many things in life. We want to accomplish in one day our goal. That's impossible. That's why if you want to accomplish everything in one day, you're just like, eating an elephant in one day. How can you eat an elephant? That's right. Same thing in your life. The reason why we are worried is because you created a plan. Sometimes you don't even involve God in your plan. You did not pray about it. Just like Philippians chapter 4, our lesson last Sunday. You just quickly and abruptly did that. How many of you have experienced that? And you say, uh-oh, I made a mistake. Many of us, a lot of us do that. And that's why here the Lord is telling us, for us to defeat worry in life, you just need one thing. For Mary, it is sitting down, relaxing, listening to the Lord. In other words, Mary knows her priority in life. That's why it connects to the passage in Matthew chapter 6. You remember what the Lord said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, go back to the list, food, shelter, the things that you worry in everyday living. He said, if you put me first on your top priority, the Lord said, you will never worry. All the things that you worry, probably your retirement, but you know what, there is a, an impending mm, news that the, the economy will, will collapse again. Why? I believe so, because they are not permanent. They go up and down. 
That's why when you put your trust on those material things, you will worry. You will never experience true peace in life. Why? Because your mind is cluttered. Why don't you not, you know, form it, put it back. You imagine your brain, put it together and focus on the Lord. Forget about those, those things that you worry in life that will never happen. The only thing that will happen if you put your faith and trust in the Lord, the Lord will bless you. See here in this passage, not a few things, just one thing. Mary has chosen the one thing that's really important, which is sitting on my feet, listening to me. Martha, the Lord said, you have a lot of agenda. You've just got to relax. Hey, you've just got to relax. Some of you probably, you're stressed out in your job, at home, you don't know how to relax. Relax. Go outside in your community. Walk. You don't need to go on vacation. Go to Las Vegas or go to Miami Beach, Florida. You can just, you know, or go around Walmart. Walk. And don't buy something. <laughs> you, you, you just need to see a lot of people. People watching. I like people, you know. Watching people. It relaxes me. That's why sometimes when I do my sermon, I go to McDonald's, I go to Burger King. It's because when I study, I look. I, I feel relaxed rather than, you know, in this cubicle in my office here. I'm by myself. It doesn't make me relax at all. Listen. Anxiety-prone people often blame others for their situation. And this is one of the lessons that we learned here in our study. Anxiety-prone people often blame others for their situation. Remember Martha? Look, my sister is doing nothing. Here, here's my situation now. I'm busy and she's doing nothing. Instead of blaming herself, she blames other people. The word worried in this passage means pulled apart in many directions. Martha, Martha, you are worried. Basically, the Lord Jesus Christ is saying you are pulled apart in many directions. When you and I worry, we're literally having our own inside pulled apart in different directions. And so when we we, we want to accomplish everything I mentioned to you just in one day. It's impossible. The word bothered or troubled means being in a room, uh, being in a noise-filled room. So everybody, you know, every parent knows what it's like to be in a room, noise-filled room. Uh, children hearing. Uh, so Martha in the kitchen, what bothers her? The clanging of the pots and the pans. Bang, 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 bang. Jesus is just 10 feet away and she's missing him. Why? Because she has a long list of all kinds of things that are really important to herself. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. One thing is important. One thing is important. 
Now, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, the passage that we just read, we'll take a look how to defeat worry in life. Here, how are we going to focus on one thing and not allow distractions so that we can really be less stressful? In the book of Proverbs that we just read, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Now, we will dissect these two verses. There are four verbs or action words in this passage. What are those? Number one is the word trust. Second word is the word do not lean. Third word is the word acknowledge. And the fourth one is the word make straight. Now, I want you to look at this. The first three verbs are commands. They are commands, okay? Trust, do not lean, and acknowledge. Those are commands. Now, when these are commands, the Bible is saying that they are our responsibility. It is your responsibility to trust. It is your responsibility to do not lean. It is your responsibility, of course, to acknowledge. Now, it is my indeed responsibility. These three verbs are saying you have to do the first part first. You have to trust God. Listen, God cannot trust himself for you. That's why you have to trust him. The fourth one is verb also. It's a promise. In Tagalog, ito po yung pangako. It represents God's responsibility. First three, it is our responsibility, but this fourth one, it is God's responsibility. Now, if I can do the first three things, God says, do not worry, and I will close the door and take care of you. Isn't it wonderful news? Let's look at the passage carefully. And, and there's one word that's used four times here in short verses. And the word is your. I want you to get the picture. Responding to life situation is your choice. Is this true? If your boss stresses you, it's your choice to, to respond, right or wrong. You see, responding to life situation is your choice. No one can do that for you. I cannot do it for you. Your wife cannot do it for you. Your husband cannot do it for you. Your children cannot do it for you. What is involved in trusting with all my heart? Negatively, is this. I am not to lean on my own understanding. I am not to lean on my own understanding. This is not easy. Why? Because as a human being, we think we have it all. We think we can figure everything. Why? Because we, we believe in ourselves. Oh, I'm brilliant. I can do this. I am not to look to myself for the source of the answer or for the source of the strength. That's negatively. Secondly, what is involved in trusting with all my heart? Positively, I am to acknowledge or recognize God in all areas of my life. I want you to 
Take a look at this verse. Not in some ways, not in most of the ways, not in the ways that I cannot handle, not in the ways I don't understand. He says, in all your ways. In all your ways. In the most important matters of life and in the most simplest matters in life. In the insignificant and the significant part of your life or difficult and easy I am to recognize the Lord. Now, let's look some of the terms to cope up with worries. Number one is the word trust. What do you mean by the word trust? Trust means total dependence and submission. Total dependence and submission. When I trust him with all my heart, it means I take my present and my future and say, God, it's all yours. As a true believer in the Lord, we will not worry about our future. Can I hear the word loud, Amen? Why? Because when we totally depend on the Lord and we submit to Him, our present right now and in your future is settled. Why? Because the one that you trust is the sovereign God. He is the creator of this universe. He gave his son. If he gave his son, how much more? He will not give you the things that you worry about. Did you get, did you get the idea? If he can sacrifice himself, his son Jesus Christ and give it to you and me for free, why not sustain you by grace in everything that you need, everything? That's including the present and also your retirement and the place where will you go to age gracefully. Remember this, that the Lord is always on your side. And when you know that the Lord is always on your side, no need to worry about life. Number two, the word heart. The inner person, the center of the intellect and the emotion. Of course, we're not talking about a physical part of our anatomy here. It means that we are commanded to cast all our total trust upon him, holding back no area of our life, not our mind or emotion. We're going to give everything to the Lord with all your heart. The word understanding, this is your own limited perspective. You see, the Hebrew text says, even better with, with replacement of the word, upon your own understanding, do not lean. That's the Hebrew translation. And the, 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 the question is this, what does that mean? Meaning, do not turn first to your limited viewpoint. Yes, our viewpoint is limited, and we are limited in mind. Our, 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 our thinking, our understanding is limited. And that's why when you decide abruptly, without even thinking, you will commit mistake. So whenever you turn into a stressful situation, don't first look at yourself and say, this is the, th these are the people who are doing it on their own. How am I to handle this? If you ask that question, and you are in the midst of your worry, anxiety, and stressful living, and ask that question, how am I handle this? 
you are committing a big mistake. Why? Because you have a limited perspective. That's why the Lord said, trust in me. Lean, the word lean meaning rely. Devote all your energy to put your way on. Uh, don't lean on your own understanding. See, the word lean is very important. And I want to use Samson. Familiar with Samson? In, in the book of Judges chapter 16. He was captured. He was blinded. He was put into prison. Uh, he was, of course, tortured by grinding grains every day. And then they don't realize that his hair grew longer. And so when his hair grew longer, the strength came back. Now he asked uh, one of the servants to help him lean on those two pillars. And then when he leaned on those two pillars, he will push them. And the Philistines, a lot of them died because of what happened. Now, uh, he literally put everything he could, all of his energy, upon the pillars. And so it is the same word that's used here. We are not to lean upon our own strength and understanding securities like families, job, home, self-sufficiency. You do not lean on those things. But many times we lean on those things. Securities, our, our family, our job, our home. You know what? There is no security in this world. Only in the hands of the Lord that we are secure. Amen. And that's why when you understand that, you will not worry in life. Because our security is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We don't lean upon our own security. Instead, we literally put all of our weight upon him. Instead of leaning on those things, we lean upon the Lord. Hey, Lord Jesus, I'm leaning upon you. Of course, the word acknowledge means recognize. We need to always recognize the Lord. Because without the Lord, everything that you possess right now uh, you know, came from the Lord. We have to recognize even your health, even your strength, even your family today because of the Lord, even your salvation because of the Lord, we need to recognize. Number six, make straight. Meaning, to go before, prepare the way, remove all barriers. And this is God's part. I want you to listen very carefully. He will make your what? Path straight. In the Hebrew, there is a feeling of intensity when they say this. And so I want you to see the intensity this morning. It's a picture of God going before us in a stressful situation and with great intensity removing all those barriers. <laughs> what are those barriers in your life? Oh, the Lord will help you. He will go before you. He will you know, clean the path for you to move on. That's why we need the Lord. That's why we always need to recognize the Lord. God's walking before us saying, you are my child because you rely on me. I am going to take you through victoriously. And so as a child, he will protect, he will love, and also he will defend you and me. Three observations as we close. Number one, this promise is for stress-filled people today. If you are stress 
uh, today, stress-filled today, this is for you. Listen to the word of God. God speaking to you today. If you walk out of this building in a few moments with worry and stress still as part of your life, it's because you have listened, not trusted, and acknowledged God and relied upon Him. That's simple. This passage is so simple. This passage is not complicated. It's simple. Just said, trust in me. And I will straighten your path. Number two, God will do his part if we do our part. Our first part. The responsibility is upon me. The responsibility is upon you. My responsibility is to what? To trust him and give him all my worries in life. Lord, I'm worried about my future. I give it to you. Lord, I'm worried about my job. It's getting harder and harder every day. I give it to you. Lord, I'm worried about my husband. Oh, Lord, I'm worried about my wife. Lord, I'm worried about my health. Lord, I give everything to you. Number three, God can handle all areas of your life. I want you uh, to, to do not miss the word all. That's right, all areas. Not some areas, not most areas, not just difficult areas, all areas of your life. See, the word all is used twice in this promise. Have you noticed that one? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and then in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Hudson Taylor, a missionary to China, and also he was the founder of what is today known as the Overseas Missionary Fellowship. And we will close in his quotation and what he said. Gave this excellent advice and I want you to listen and put this into your heart. This is what he said. Let us give up our work, our plans, ourselves, our lives, our loved ones, our influence, our all, right into where? Right into God's hands. And then we have given all over to him. There will be nothing left Listen carefully, okay? There will be nothing left for us to be troubled about. He was right. Right on point. The reason why you are troubled in life right now, if you are troubled, it's because you did not surrender everything to the Lord. See, God is just waiting for you to really totally surrender and give everything to Him. Learn to relax in the hands of God. Just like Mary sitting down, enjoying his words, enjoying the presence of the Lord. Many of you, when you wake up tomorrow, probably you're rushing or going to the shower, and you did not even say, Lord, thank you, I'm alive. You don't even acknowledge him. That's not right as a believer in the Lord. First thing that we, we do early in the morning, Lord, thank you, I am still uh, employed. But most importantly, Lord, thank you. I am breathing. Simple things. And also simple things will make you worry. And that's why the Lord said, give everything to me. Learn to relax in the presence of God. Amen. Do you really want to encounter the Lord? Come to him. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Uh, isn't it wonderful? Rest. 
But the Lord did not say, rest in peace. Rest. Are you resting in arms of the Lord today? If you are not, please, I don't want you to leave this auditorium still troubled, worried, anxious. I want you to trust in the Lord and give everything to Him. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you, Lord, for these verses are so familiar. But Father, our mistake is we tend to forget it. We tend to forget about it. We forget our responsibility because we are troubled in life. But this morning, Father, we thank you for showing us the way how to defeat worry in life. These are your words, Lord. Even, even the example of Mary and even the life of Martha, Thank you for using them so that we too also experience a life that is worry-free. Father, if there are individuals here who are still troubled, bothered by things, oh Lord, speak to them right now. I pray that your Holy Spirit will, will, will illumine their hearts and their minds and give us this humbleness, the humility to just Lord, surrender everything to you. As you know, we know Lord, you don't commit mistake and you are a powerful God. You can control the things that we cannot control. That's why we come to you. Heads bow down, eyes closed. I want you to raise your hands. Pastor, I'm raising my hand. I admit I'm, I'm worried, stressed, but right now, I, 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 I give everything to the Lord. I surrender everything. Will you raise your hand? God, seize your heart. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any more? Just raise your hand, then we will pray together. You know, he just wants you to, to humble yourself. Come to him and say, Lord, I surrender everything to you. I give up doing, on, doing everything on my own. Raise your hand. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. There any more? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I invite you to please rise. And those people who raise their hands, I want you to come forward. I will pray for you. There any more? You know, even though you did not raise your hands today, I want you to just give everything to the Lord. I want you to feel His. Loving arms, his loving presence. Yes, you can kneel. Yes, you can pray on your own. And, 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 and just let, let's, let's enjoy the presence of the Lord and what he can do to you. Are there any more? I want you to pray silently on your own if you are standing here in front. I want you to Surrender personally to the Lord all the things that bothers you in life. And I will pray for you. Our Heavenly Father, you are a loving and gracious God. You continue to pursue us, O oh Lord. 
Many times we wander and walk away from your presence because we're too busy in this world. Father, this morning, we thank you for speaking to us in a very personal way through these familiar passages written by King Solomon in the life experience of Mary and Martha. Father, I pray that these words will not, did not just enter into our right ear and, and exited on the left. Lord, I pray that these words will be in our hearts and apply them. Yes, Lord, we are weak. We admit that. And that's why we need you. And that's why, Lord, your children are here listening to you, O oh Lord, admitting the fact that they are weak. And yet they can be stronger because of you. Oh Lord, whatever troubles them or bothers them in life, show them the way. Help them, oh Lord, not to lean on their own understanding, but to lean upon you. Father, in you, nothing is impossible. That's why we come to you. Because we expect, and we know, Lord, that you will listen to our prayers and you will continually bless each of them. And so, Father, my personal prayer for them is to continue to fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit every day in their lives and be conscious about your presence and acknowledge you every day. As we know, Lord, you want us to be blessed and live this life more abundantly. And so, Lord, be with them, guide them, put a head of protection around them. If there is a need, O oh Lord, about job, finances, health, O oh Lord, you are that God who can provide everything. That's why they are here. Thank you, Lord, for listening to our prayers today. For this is my prayer in the most wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, God bless all of you. As we close today, um, I request everyone to please rise and open your hymns to Song 413-413. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Four one three.
take heed of your invitation that we need to turn our eyes upon Jesus, whom you did not spare, but shared with us, sinners, now your sons, your saints, and your servants. We thank you for a pastor for bringing such an encouraging message. Help us, Father, to relate this message to a world that desperately needs Jesus. In his holy name we ask it. Amen. <laughs> 